Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and Sean M. Craig. Here we are, episode 188, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We have not met in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig, lives in New Jersey. I am in Iowa. Hey, Colin. What up? I'm in New what Jersey. Up? What's up? You've been in New Jersey a while. Under lockdown. Lockdown. I'm not allowed out of my house. Still feeling locked down? Is that is that kind of the still the the frame of mind? Nah, not exactly. I don't. I mean, yes, yes, sort of. Uh, I went out today. I went for a ride this morning, did a favor for a friend, and it was very strange to be in the car and driving, you know, more than 15, 20 minutes away from home. Yeah. Because I've been now, close to home. Some places they've uh, kind of made that. I, I read that there are some locales, and, and it's this is kind of wackadoodle because depending on where you live, there's there's all sorts of different uh, rules, I guess, apparently. And uh, here in Iowa, we, I think, have had less rules than one of you know, most 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 states have more rules, I was going to say, uh, as far as what you're supposed to be able to do and, and not. Um, our governor just announced that they're going to start opening a lot of things back up. And in, uh, I think it's three or four days, they are going to allow some restaurants and things like that to start to open in 77 of the 99 counties we have in the state. Are of you Iowa. one of them? No. Well, ours no, you're is, not. Okay. We're not. We've had uh, this, the county that I live in has had, uh, we're kind of a hot spot. We've had more cases and deaths here than uh, any other county in the state. So, um, yeah, we're not going to get ours uh, opened up, but uh, probably, I don't think, put it this way, I, you know, and I, this is what's confusing to me is uh, I thought that they were going to, you know, wait until the, the, the deaths peaked and then started to go down or the cases or whatever. I'm not sure cases really make a lot of difference because I think a lot of that is smoke and mirrors and we don't know how many cases there are and there aren't still aren't any tests to speak of and um, if you read about the tests, uh, there's a lot of people that are saying that that isn't even a good, uh, a good integer to be using because, uh, you could test at the beginning of the week that you're negative and then, uh, come across something and, you know, by the middle of the week and be positive. So you, you would have to be tested on a regular basis, something like that with, with the tests that exist now, which apparently don't show antibodies, uh, accurately. I don't know, but, um, I thought they were going to at least wait. You know, you, you, it seems like the one number we know is, is how many people are dying. That's a, that's the one that counts, um, and that still hasn't apparently peaked and dropped off for most places. But there are places where they're saying, "Okay, we've waited long enough. I guess we've we've uh, we've sat around, and it's time to to do something different." Well, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I've heard I heard something the other day about New York. Um, going to take it relatively slow in terms of businesses and determining which businesses and that it will be you know looked at seriously and somewhat regulated right you know maybe yeah. you can allow some sort of constructions places where you can have some level of social distancing etc cetera, etc cetera. right um, 
earlier today I was listening to this NPR podcast called Rough Translation. And it's like we were talking about uh, COVID-19 and about shaming. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard this one, but there was one of the one of the three stories. The second story was the host of the show was speaking to one of his colleagues who is uh, in South Korea and in the district that he lives in. One of the things that they didn't do, apparently, in, in South Korea is they didn't do have to do the social distancing thing because they were so on top of their testing right, for their populations. Right. And it's to the point that they have um, alerts similar to an amber alert that hit your phone. So this guy who's a reporter would get an alert that there's a woman in her 20s that works at this specific bar and it literally will track her. I mean, there's like this, it's crazy, right? Right, so, and, But is. then you have yeah. these websites that are similar to either, you know, Reddit or, or Facebook where people are speculating who it is, who they went to see. There's a, a myriad of ways that they actually track these people, right? So it's like, it's the government because they screwed up so badly with the, was it SARS? What was the one um, in 2015? SARS, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't do so well with that. So they were trying to instill trust in their people for the government of, like, here it is. But it's sort of this double-edged sword. You think about that, right? Like, let's say you live in a community, and we we don't want to give up our uh, freedom that even though you don't say my name, but it's like 48-year-old guy lives in this neighborhood, blah, 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 and his ex-wife's pool, whatever it is, right? Like, there's enough information for them to possibly deduce based on my patterns and where I go, based on the age, gender. And then what happens if if someone is losing their mind about that because they lost their mother, they lost sure, a, friend, yeah. a neighbor, and now they're going to start and take that uh, that anger out on that person. It's really slippery slope. It I mean, is. I, again, it was one story, one guy, anecdotal, possibly. The guy's a reporter, though. I don't know why he would make any of this up. And I'm like... Holy shit! I'm real fascinated by it. Like, did they really do that? And and are we willing? And I'd heard something similar uh, in oh, Wuhan wow. that there was sort of app and tracking as to who had it, who didn't, where you are, where you can go, and temperature, getting a temperature, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. The thing that seem it seems to me that from it's it's just obvious now that at the highest level of science, at the highest level of medicine, at the highest level of government. They're they're just guessing. They have no real clue. And, and you know, they, they, you go to these different countries where they've got you know, okay things like that are going on. And I've I've seen where they've used examples from Sweden and they've used examples from Germany. And there are things there that um, you look at some of the methodologies some of those places are using and have used, and it's just not going to happen here. It just it just isn't. And we've got these regions of the United States, uh, you know, Europe and the Northeast near New York, and uh, a completely different story, uh, quite frankly, than where I am at. You know, we we've had deaths certainly, and people are walking around as freaked out probably as uh, perhaps. Uh, anywhere but um you know it's i i don't know I, I read somewhere that people are either accepting of the the government telling you what to do uh they feel like they're suffering or they are resisting and we probably in this area we have more resisting than accepting in in a lot of cases um or at least more than 
I should say, maybe not more resisting than accepting, but we have a higher percentage of it probably than you do uh, like on the East Coast, as an example, because people are really freaking the fuck out more out there because there's more bodies. There's the body counts higher and the, the, the noise level is, is louder and all of that. So um, I just, I, I think we're all going to have to figure it out now as things start to, to roll back. Um, what level of comfort you have like so i said here they're gonna they're gonna start opening up some some restaurants in some of these counties where we've had i think they said 11 counties in iowa had no cases had zero mm-hmm. um so should those people be shut down well if you open up you know the, the restaurants and things there if i'm here in a in a high density county and i decide to drive across the state to go uh, up there to to eat at a restaurant obviously i'm the kind of person they would probably because i live here they would want me to stay away but there's no there's no way they're going to be able to to enforce that so will those places that don't have any cases will they end up with cases if they open up i don't know i don't think anybody knows i, I really don't i i'm um pretty much convinced that we've got a um a lot of people that are just guessing at the like i said at the highest level and um you know read something and uh the next day you'll read something that's completely contrary to to it you know at first it was uh hey don't wear masks it doesn't do any good then they're saying wear masks and then they're saying gloves don't do any good and then there's people saying gloves do also do you some good if you you know if you use them correctly things like that so um i personally going out right now i was uh um, for a while uh we've got masks We've got uh, some various forms of gloves that we had. Um, I've been going out more lately uh, for various, you know, there's not much you can do, and it's not like I'm looking for people to hang out with or anything like that, but uh, I've been out more in the last three or four days than normal, and uh, I'm not going to wear a fucking mask. I, I'm just not. I, 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 I don't like walking around feeling like I can't breathe with the thing on. Uh, you're not, saying you're not going to wear a mask just in public, but what if you go to a grocery store? No, no. I don't, I don't think they do any good. I really don't. I don't I'm, I'm not convinced. I've read back and forth all this anecdotal shit. There's nothing about anything that I've read that has any real science to it. It's all uh, it's all complete speculation they, they they just they they don't know and i, I don't like I, I don't like wearing one i, I, I feel, don't like I, wearing one either I'm i feel worse i feel I'm, i feel worse with it on i'd rather just get into the place get out wash my hands stay away generally from somebody um uh, you know i'm not gonna like be you know i'm, I'm still keeping my distance uh, and if i were to hear somebody cough or sneeze i'm not going anywhere near where they've been but um as far as uh, I, I just don't think that anything necessarily that we've been told is gospel. I, I, just, I think um, all of it, even the, even the idea that there's there's states or states there, there's countries. I'm trying to remember which the countries they were talking about where they they really haven't even done any of the social distancing, any of that stuff, and their rates aren't really any worse than the United States. Um, so does it work? Probably to some degree. Um, well, I, I, th- can't, I can't see how how it doesn't work if you're not around people that have it. Here's what I think. You'd be hard-pressed to get it. Here's what I think. I think that um, the infection rate is huge, way higher than anything we've ever come across. I think the death rate is way lower than 
than what we are being led to believe because the infection rate is monumental. Well, it's and, much higher than we probably know because of the lack of tests. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that have, have been infected with it, and a few people, that, you know, there's people that, are, that have something going on that are dying from it for whatever category you're in. And a lot of that has to do with, they're saying now, whether I can believe this or not, they're saying it's genetic. Basically, if you're, if you're prone to getting worse, you're going to get worse if you're not prone to, to either getting it to a higher level than somebody else, then you're probably not. So um, I, I'm not saying everybody should run out and you know uh, kiss somebody in the streets or anything like that. I think we should be uh, cautious. I don't think we're ever going to go back to, uh, and, and rightly so, I think that from this point forward, if I go to a grocery store, if I go to Target, if I go to uh, a, a um, building supply store, wherever, I think they should be sanitizing carts. I think there should be that should be a job. I have seen I have seen it. Yes. Uh, however, it doesn't seem. It seems that whole the Whole Foods that I go to seems to do a, a decent, an okay job of it. But again, I'm not there more than yeah. you know, you know, 45 minutes an hour, and my um, and viewing the carts being gathered by employees like they have signs that say these have not been disinfected right right and you know it, it's i agree with you they should be but I, i've seen it shop right another place here yeah. there in the parking lot where they have you know those uh the carriage you know caddies or whatever you want to call those those little you know cover things where i see people put those back all the time and it'd be like no one's you know i'm wearing gloves i don't know that it makes a difference but i don't know I, I mean, I, I don't want to get it. Uh, I, I, I feel fortunate that I uh, have a roof over my head, and I'm in a situation where I have the luxury of space, and I can socially distance and kind of do my thing. You know, I mean, it's not going to be forever, but it could be until June, July. You know, things may not be back to some sort of normal until August or September, until there's some sort of vaccine or we have better numbers. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't, I think, um, again, the, the vaccine and the, uh, the tests, uh, I'm not hopeful that we're going to have either one anytime soon. And I think that the world is just going to return to um, some level of quote unquote normalcy, whatever that is going to be before any of that stuff rolls along. I just, I just, and I, you can't lock people up for three or four months. Uh, it's just it just doesn't work. Uh, and I've seen some things. Uh, I saw something today. Uh, I was on social media and on Instagram, and I saw a video that um, an acquaintance of you and I, uh, Bernie guy that is a expat uh, American living in Ireland, and uh, he showed a, a video. And the, there's a. Um, uh, male delivery deliveryman that comes by and the guy after he gives them their 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 letters and uh, after he gave them these letters he was standing there by his truck and he was putting uh he was putting alcohol you know the alcohol cleanser stuff alcohol-based cl cleanser on his hands and he was doing the thorough cleaning of his hands okay if he's doing that all day long uh, that can't be good for you put rubbing alcohol all over yourself constantly during the day cannot be good it just can't be that's that's got to fuck you up somehow and i'm thinking he the dude should get just some soap and somehow do soap and water if he's if he feels like he needs to cleanse between every stop okay so there's that and then 
he gives them the, the envelopes and the the his child has the envelopes and they have some sort of a spray and they're spraying the envelopes off with some sort of a spray and then holding them up by the edge and drying them in the wind they were they were outside and i thought that's fucking nuts i'm not going to go to that level of of the i'm just not going to live that way you know uh, if 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 there's something <laughs> that requires me to be that fucking OCD about everything, I'm just not going to fucking do it. I, I'm not. Uh, you know, Lord fucking take me, uh, but I, I guess I'll die happier than worrying about spraying fucking disinfectant on letters when they come to the mail. I, I do it. I do it. You know what? It's like, I, I don't want to live that way, but I want to live, Colin Flynn. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I've got all the time in the world, so I'm going to spray it. I go and I go to other people's mail. I mean, of course, first of all, I rub the virus on my hands first. And then I go, like, and then I go and I'm tampering with the mail. I'm going to go to prison. Prison for so many things. Uh, no, I, I I don't do that extreme level of things with packages and, yeah. and um, you know, and, and mail of any sort uh i had wiped down my groceries a couple of times i don't necessarily wipe them down every single time um you know i'm, I'm talking about like boxes and stuff like cartons yeah. and you know and i don't know i i, I, in, I, I don't know i don't I know I saw a celebrity interview, and the guy was saying that he had gotten all his groceries delivered uh, for the last, uh, I think he said, five or six weeks, uh, something like that. And um, when they delivered the groceries, uh, he had a system set up where he's got like a mudroom, and he has the person that delivers the groceries put him in the mudroom, and then he doesn't go into the mudroom for three days before he goes in and touches anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, really? Mm. <laughs> That's nuts. I don't know. That's just... I, I, I'm not that afraid of it. Uh, I, you know, I may end up dead next week after talking smack with all of that. But <laughs> that, I, yeah. did you see there was a story about that in in the New York Post? There was a guy who who uh, called this, the coronavirus a a hoax, and he contracted contracted it and died. I don't think it's a hoax. I, I really don't. I think. Well, it's, no, I didn't say that yeah, you think it was a yeah. hoax. I'm just saying there was that story where I again I didn't I didn't see the guy's post and I didn't see the thing and at the same time I don't think like oh yeah good for that good yeah. guy karma no nah, I don't know right. that karma is really focusing on something you post on social media no. now if you post negative fucked up shit bullshit lies all the time that's a whole different thing that's not about social media I don't no. know exactly how karma works or if it even is a thing but. There's a, yeah, yeah, I don't there's a group right now of people that uh, I think are, the, the as far as posting things, get online go right now, yeah, they're posting to, to social media that, that is really starting to irk me, and, and I've put them in this category that I'm just calling quarantine overachievers. There are these people that are like, ah, you know, I just ran a marathon by doing loops in my backyard. And, you know, they're, they're trying to do this uh, thing where they're trying to let you know that, uh, I, oh, my, my child's in fourth grade. We've been doing homeschooling now for the last four weeks, and I've advanced them to the uh, senior level in physics. And, you know, they've got whatever. I don't believe any of it. They're all full of shit. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen any of that. I, oh I don't, God, it's I rampant. Don't have a lot of. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's. 
I, I work out every day or almost every day. You're lying. You're fucking yeah, lying. No, no, I do. I do. No, and I'm like, no, I'm seriously, I'm ripped. I am so ripped. I've, I've John's got like, been eating Cheetos. I, and... I don't I don't have a six-pack. I've got a 12-pack, okay? <laughs> I, and I haven't had alcohol in a long time. So I'm talking about muscles in my stomach. I've got muscles on top of my muscles. Each one of my 12-pack has a six-pack. So I've got, let's do the math on that. What's the permutation on 12 <laughs> Like muscular uh, abs, like I, I have no. I just have a big belly. You would not even think that I've worked out once during this time, and I'm not eating like crazy either. So I don't know what's going on, but I, I am only doing it because I need to move and stay alive. It's coming up on four years since I had my stroke, and uh, and uh, I, I don't know. It still scares me every now and again. Like, so like, are you? Are you? Do you think you're a little freaked out about the the, the Rona because of previous? Health stuff? Does no, that... I don't know because I don't know enough. You know, I don't know. I, I I hadn't seen it, but apparently the thing about smokers being more vulnerable to it may not be true. Smokers, vapors, they've had all kinds of stuff. No, no, but I'm saying, but it, like, let's just say it's there's a possibility that the data shows that people who smoke are not as vulnerable as they first reported. You're not going to see that. In the media or the news, you know what I mean, like because we right. know that smoking. It's okay, go back, go back, so go back like, to some like, cigarettes. Like, no, because at what point do people start smoking? Yeah, yeah, that's good, good. Like, yeah. fucking light them if you got them. Um, you know, and before you had said that, I don't know how much they really know or anyone you know really knows that the, the about the information is. It, I, and I agree with, I get that that not all of the information and data is in, but at the same time, I think that you make you know uh, um, uh, an effort based on the data, the models that are constantly changing to figure out what is the best, what seems to be the best section. But I, I'm going to tell you what I don't think you should do, right. especially if you're the leader of the free world, is speculate and talk about things that are not proven <laughs> as suggestions. Now, it's not about one little thing. I did not hear it. I stopped watching the press conferences, the Coronavirus yes. Task Force press conferences, and sure, it, it got taken very far, but when you have companies that will put out a press release saying, don't do this thing. Now, I don't, you know, I have this feeling like if someone were stupid enough to ingest a disinfectant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so thinking that survival of the fittest, right? When, I mean, so when that story hit, okay, you, I, I, we've talked. I haven't watched any of these press conferences, and I thought, wow, did he really say that? Um, and, and were then, you beside yourself, like, like no way? There's no uh, yeah. way he said anything like that. But uh, and I, I don't want to defend him, but um, I, I, I don't think the. I, I think that uh, the headlines that were. Um, that were everywhere about that, that he actually suggested that. I think that was, I think they were extremely disingenuous because he had that whole preamble beforehand, which was left out of 99% of the stories, um, but is fairly easy to find if you look. But he gave that whole preamble ahead of time. He said something to the effect of, um, now, some of you might ask, and I would think that would be very interesting. Uh, he did this whole thing where, like, basically he was setting it up like, um, there's stupid people would ask this, and I'm going to just uh, go, go ahead and ask it on their behalf. Uh, so if you look at the whole context of what he said and believe that he was suggesting that, that I don't think so. I really well, don't. I, I, again, I don't know. It was still I dumb. But. I didn't watch the whole thing. My point is that, and I will go back and watch the entire thing 
in its context. But unfortunately, that's not how we gather things. There aren't people that <laughs> no. are watching the whole thing. But, uh, but okay. <laughs> and if he doesn't believe in the mainstream, uh, lamestream media or whatever, is that as a president, as a leader of a, of a you know, a superpower like America, I, I think it's irresponsible to do that. There's a time and a place, and if he was being sarcastic, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was. Like, he was. But, I know he but was. But I don't know that he, I mean, it, what, the part that I saw, it didn't seem like he was being sarcastic, but like, but I don't know why he would do that and riff like that in front of, I don't understand it. I, well, I, like, I can't that, figure it out. That's what he's been doing from from day one he's he is he's he's always sarcastic he's always a dick he's always an ass ass hat and he was just being donald you know well I, again it's it seems i i don't i don't know i'll have to We're watch screw it john we, we have we have him on we have him on one side and then on the other side we've got uh the the uh, whole thing with biden has fallen apart they've really got uh, the the world uh, calling for his head on the left side, on the far left, they're they're like he's got to go because he's being accused now of, of uh, sexual I guess assault. sexual assault allegation. So there, there's a whole big group of of the what's well, the Bernie people? Let's face it, for the most part, that are saying well, but he's not he's not necessarily being taken to task by much of the mainstream media, which is interesting to me. Like I haven't heard a lot about it. I have heard about Speak, it. Yeah, well, it's. I if, think it's picking up a little bit. Yeah, if uh, if he if yeah, you know, if if he gets taken down at this point, then I mean, it really screws things up. I I I think the mainstream media, some of those companies that are that are definitely you know owned by somebody that has an agenda that uh, wants um, wants Trump out, it, they're probably are trying to quash some of that stuff because they're thinking. Holy shit! If this happens, uh, we're we're in big trouble. So, it's yeah, you know, um, I don't know what to think of it all. I really don't. It's uh, <laughs> it's like how how goofy can this get? And and as we, you know, we're gonna have we're, we're with opening up all of these states starting to loosen up and open up and and uh, the 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 uh, idea that people are gonna get back out into the world. We're gonna have a second wave of of deaths, and there's gonna be another another clamoring of people to uh, hide from each other, I would guess. Um, and uh, the, the news isn't going to be good because, you know, the idea that we're going to open up and, you know, restaurants are going to return and all of that, there's going to be a lot of sad stories that, that happen. In, in Iowa, as an example, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about this originally, but when they, um, like you said, in New York, they're going to use some metered sort of approach to letting people come back in, into, into public. Well, they've already said here that these, the restaurants that do open, they can only open at 50 percent capacity so if you have a situation where probably i'm, I'm going to say 20 say 25 30 percent of the people aren't going to go back to a restaurant anytime soon even if the, the light is green they're, they're going to say yeah i think i'll just wait so if half the people aren't going to go out and then your restaurant can only be half full anyway uh the idea the idea that you're going to have a lot of business isn't is just not great. There's going to be a lot of well, sad yeah. Stories. So there's that, right? So a friend of mine owns a uh, a bar pub in New York City, okay, and I think his uh, occupancy is uh, maximum occupancy. I believe by the fire code is like seventy five, okay, right? And that's what the city would use. So now let's just bump it up and call it eighty, right? So fifty percent would be forty. Now that's forty people. 
So now you've got your bar, t- your two bartenders or one bartender. You got the people in the kitchen. So you've got a staff of at least five, maybe seven or eight, whatever. So you're taking that. Let's say ten. Ten. You bring that down to seventy. Now you only have thirty-five people that can be in there at one time. Right, and then how do you even manage the thing? And then one of the things that he and I were talking about, he had said something about the possibility that you'll have to have your temperature taken to come in. Well, who's going to do that? Who's going <laughs> to administer that? Right, right. you have to hire a medical professional to stand outside. It's not exactly like a bouncer or door person, but you you know what I mean, like that needs to know how to do that accurately. Yeah, is it, is it a rectal thermometer? What are <laughs> we talking about here? How important is it that I need to go out for a meal? I want to get my temperature taken at the door. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I just feel like it's a bonus if I'm going to go out to eat and get my temperature taken. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean there, fellas? Check my prostate. Hey, Susie's going to love that one. She's going to, oh, she's rolling her eyes right now as she listens. That's my lady. My lady? What am I, a guy? My lady. (laughs) Am I in a biker gang? (laughs) My old lady. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. My, my dame. I used to work with this guy, and he used to always talk about his old lady, and I, and I would, I always knew he was talking about his his uh, significant other when he said old lady. But I always go, you you, what'd you do? You went out with your mom last night, and he'd be look at me all confused, like, no, my old lady, you know, my, 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 the wife. And I'd be like, oh, I, when you said old lady, I thought you were talking about your mom. <laughs> He Does she like, live in a shoe? <laughs> Did she have so confused. many children she didn't know what to do? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to just crawl out of from under the rock uh, in our own time with our our, our uh, whatever makes us comfortable. I guess is what I'm saying. And um, I don't know. It's it. I, there's some certain things I can't imagine doing. I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine about uh, football. And the idea that okay, when they do return to because yeah, everybody was watching the the draft was actually so you're had, talking about the pigskin, the American the, the American football, yes. So so they had uh, we had the NFL draft and it was huge TV numbers for that because nobody had nothing. There's nothing else to watch if you're into sports or whatever. Or, you know, so people were had their eyes on it. Um, and uh, so anyway, me and a buddy were t- talking about this uh, uh, about the idea of how many people are going to go to you know to a college football game this fall they're they're gonna have to probably put some sort of limitation on packing people into stadiums though there's going to be smaller crowds that sort of thing and i was thinking about the okay normal game if it's like a it's uh, november in iowa and you go to a football game it's cold out and a lot of times you go into these uh, these bowels of the of the stadium and they've got they've got you know, uh, the restroom is always packed with people you, you know you, you got to wait to get in out in the hallway of the you know the at the stadium and you just get in there and the place is just jam-packed and you went from this really cold environment outside and you go into this inside and it's all of a sudden it's hot and it's steamy and people are yelling you know just normal you know they yell you know football sort of stuff go hawks and crap like that and they're yelling you know whatever and people are in there and there's guys you know there's hands washed and there's people peeing and there's all that going on it's just this steamy crazy sort of atmosphere inside that bathroom and i thought there's no way in god's green earth i want to go back in there anytime in the near future i would have to you know uh to the the uh yeah 
the cure would have to arrive before I would want to do that. I'd be much, much better uh, sitting at home watching it on TV. So yeah. I don't know I mean, how I that's... Wanna, yeah. I want to go to a concert, maybe, you know? But Concerts, time, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know I, where we're at. I have tickets for June 3rd uh, outdoor venue to see... Uh, to see who is it? Uh, oh, the, the, the uh, some 80s band. I'm trying to think who it is. Or no, 90s. Um I have to look. Uh, what genre? Like uh, uh, pixies, uh, like alternative rock? Not a surf. Not a surf. Not a surf. Where were they playing? At that barn thing? The barn thing place, which is not really, uh, it's kind of outdoors-ish a little bit, but um, it's ventilated more than, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I don't think they're going to end up having that show. I think that'll probably get, uh, maybe get moved or maybe they'll move it onto the hillside outside. Might make sense instead of pl- being actually in the barn because they've got a place where they could actually do a true, I- true outdoor thing. I would say you set up you set up at a venue you set out and if it's an outdoor venue like that you could um, I don't know the best way actually never mind I was thinking of that a way to live stream the video where you can actually hear the audio you are within earshot of the audio and it sounds yeah. pretty good but you can actually watch on your phone like live streamed I've been trying to watch right? some of the I've been trying to watch some of this live stream stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, a friend that was telling me uh, you got to watch Saturday Night Live with this live stream stuff. It's it's great. Well, it's, yeah, the, the Saturday Night Live at home. It's not exactly uh, live. I watched this week. Do you watch the whole thing? I couldn't. Not the whole thing. No, I didn't get through the whole thing. I watched right. most of it. I talked uh, I, I don't. I'm not watching it for entertainment. I'm watching it for curiosity to see how. What are what are they've done? What is their what is the creative process yeah, to make yeah. this thi- to try to make this thing work? Right. It opened with Brad Pitt playing Anthony Fauci. Doing Fauci, Fauci, yeah. Now I didn't have I had no idea why he's doing Fauci. Now he didn't do a terrible job, but he didn't really commit to the accent or the the raspy voice. Right. Now you said you you had only recently seen Fauci for the mm-hmm, first time. Mm-hmm. Right, so so he's a very particular guy. He's a very tiny guy, a little guy, and and he was he was not standing up. He was sitting at a desk, Brad Pitt as Fauci, and the whole reason that he played this, and I learned this from Susie, is that at one point someone asked Doctor Fauci who he would want to play him on TV or in a movie, whatever. I don't know. This must have been. Right. I don't know if this was early on. I don't know if it was. After Trump had called Fauci a regular media star or something, I don't know the context of it. And apparently, he just very he did answer the question, and he just said, "If anyone, he was a Brad Pitt." You know, he just made a, a light joke about that, and he moved on because he's a doctor and he's like, "I'm here to share information." So I think that's why it was. And then, so Brad Pitt just you you saw it, the Brad Pitt thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then he just sort of thanked, you know, ascended. He took off his wig and thanked, you know, his white wig, and he thanked like uh, medical professionals, you know, and you know, and uh, even people that work in grocery stores. I think, you know, it's just it's it's a, it was it was odd, uh, but at least the production value was much better than some shows. Yeah. Like they 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 set them up with with decent cameras and lighting. That is true. Yes, they did. Which I appreciate so much so that they, they, at one point they had Charles Barkley was on as a guest of this thing that Keenan Thompson, uh, who's been on the show forever, uh, and he he had these they had these ring lights, and they're like these circular yes. you know, lights that you could see reflected in Charles Barkley's eyes. You could see it in, in more than one sketch. You could see it. 
I've seen uh, other people where I've seen the the, the ring thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eyes. and then there was one where yeah, Keenan Thompson was playing in another sketch, playing uh, Big Poppy. You know, David Ortiz from the ba- formerly of the Boston Red Sox doing a cooking show in his kitchen, mm-hmm. and there was a reflection in like the microwave or something of the light. You know, and again, I, I, that stuff like that doesn't necessarily bother me, but I I don't know that I'm getting looking for my entertainment there. It was yeah. I, what I didn't know because I, I haven't. I'm not a. Uh, I haven't watched. I'm, I'm just. I'm not huge on sketch comedy. Uh, it for me I, when I watch that type of thing, and, and I'm not. I'm talking about just you know be pre pre all of this stuff. Um, I th- okay. So out of twenty, say if they do twenty sketches, um, I might think one of them is funny, and I, I just don't like sitting through nineteen to get to that twentieth one. There's a lot of it that's just you know, it's not my thing, uh, and so I I kind of I, I don't it, it, you know if, it, people I know that people like it and all of that, and yeah. I'm not saying it shouldn't be there, and it's, it serves its purpose. Well, it's a bit of an institution. At yeah, this point, in, I was surprised. You know, Forty-five, forty-six years, whatever. I don't even know. It might be forty-seven. Yeah, what I was surprised by was after you know sitting down and watching the intro, I was they've got like forty cast members. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, they keep going on and on and on about with the the, the cast members. I thought, like, when did SNL get a cast that huge? Um, and it's not necessarily as big as you think. I mean, it, it's 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 I think it's been similar throughout the seasons, and typically they'll have like two or three performers who it's their first season and they're featured players, right? Yeah. They're talented. They do a lot of characters, and so there's anywhere from like two to like five of them, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not in every sketch. But then you have like someone like Kate McKinnon who will be on every sketch, right? You have yeah. a certain number of people that are like the go-to. Like Keenan Thompson is in a lot of sketches, mm-hmm. you know? And and But if you don't watch the show and you don't know who anyone is, you just don't know who anyone is, right? I mean, I watched one sketch the other night. Did you see the Airbnb one? No. So there was one where it was a commercial for Airbnb, and basically the woman was an Airbnb host, and she talked about this great experience, and then all of a sudden you had the stay-at-home orders, and then there's this woman from like Eastern Europe of some sort, and I had no idea. Apparently it was the same woman playing both parts. She was two, doing both characters. She was doing the Airbnb host and the guest, who was like this flamboyant... Like, I don't know, Scandinavian or German wacky, you know, pain in the ass, basically. And you're stuck with this person during, you know, lockdown being there. It, it was goofy. It was. A, but I'm a, so I, I it's still it was OK, but I wasn't watching it for any other reason than I was curious and I didn't watch the first time they did it. Well, when they did it the first time, that's uh, I went back because I thought I wanted to see the Tom Hanks thing, and he just seemed really uh, kind of uncomfortable. I thought he was like, you know, wasn't sure uh, of himself so much. It didn't seem like to me with the whole format of of all of that, and uh, it was okay. And then uh, the, I think the next sketch after after uh, he got done was they did this uh, Pete Davidson thing where he was doing this. Uh, Drake song, Drake song, and um, was that the first week? Yeah, I, I believe so. And uh, okay, we talked about the Drake song thing last time on here, I believe. Right. I uh, had listened to some Drake songs uh, just to figure out have I heard Drake before, and I've discovered no, I had not heard Drake before, and um, that style 
is not my thing, really. Uh, if I'm going to be listening to uh, current music, uh, eh, it's okay. That's uh, kind of I call it kind of the kind of little. For me, it's sort of a, a little bit of a mumble rap off the beat mumble rap thing uh, with the emphasis on the last syllable uh, a lot. Which uh, after I get about two minutes into any one of those songs, I just wish they'd stop it, no matter whether uh, he's doing it or, um, oh, who else does that kind of style, I guess. Post Malone kind of tends to kind of do that a lot, too. It's a very similar thing, but he sings with his... his, Strange. Uh, what is that? Uh, the the little thing. Auto tune. Auto tune. Although I did see Post Malone. Did you see him doing the Nirvana stuff? No, I haven't. It's really no. good. It's really good. No auto tune. He's just singing. He's just singing Nirvana. It's great. Um, but yeah. Anyway. So I watched. I watched a little bit of the first week, and um, I was like, eh, I don't know. Because it was okay. Well, this past week there was something I kind of half paid attention to. Pete Davidson did a song called "Stuck in the House." Okay. The whole thing about being stuck on Staten Island in quarantine, mm-hmm. and it had a cameo for. I'm pretty sure that Pete Davidson did a rap thing. Uh, it had Adam Sandler as well. So Adam Sandler did it from his home, and then of course there was uh, Rob Schneider was in it because, uh, as as this says right here in Esquire, and as con and as contractually obliged for all Sandler appearances, <laughs> there was a cameo included for Rob Schneider. Uh, yeah. Well, um, by the way, th- and then it says here, the Hidden gem star even declared he's so fucking bored he's doing songs with Pete. Now, <laughs> uh, isn't it Uncut Gems? It is Uncut Gems. What did they call it? Hidden. The Hidden Gems star. Isn't that the... Well, okay, so I don't know if you saw this. Uh, there was... And, and I, I don't know what... I just saw part of it, but there's a, this... There was an event where they had comedians and various people were interviewing each other, and they ended up with Burt Kreischer was talking right. to to Adam Sandler. Did you see this? It's it's so painfully horrible. It's um, but he screws up and calls it instead of he calls it Hidden Gems. I think when he asks, he says, "I loved your movie, Hidden Gems," but it's Uncut right. Gems. Yeah, it's Uncut. It's Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah, it's Uncut yeah. Gems. Yeah. Um, so you know you mentioned post malone and i and i last night i was watching i've been Susie and i have been watching remotely we've been trying to watch a couple of shows it's challenging to sync them up but um after we had watched this new show on hbo called run i don't know if you've heard about this i've heard uh, about it and i've been meaning to get to it i just uh, yeah I, I you know it's one of those things where i'm just trying to figure out where it goes mm-hmm. what is happening you know it's a a couple I don't want to say too much about it. It's just two people that meet up, and it all starts with a text, and the text comes in run, and then if the other person texts back run, they basically meet up and then go on their journey, whatever that journey may be. So mm, okay. um, so anyway, we watched that, and then after that was over, after we watched an episode, um, I had YouTube on. She had been watching concerts. She'd been watching a lot of concerts, and I had YouTube on my TV, signed in with my account and because i've recently checked out some of the concerts like i looked uh, checked out um what's that band that sounds like uh british band alt j they do mm. breeze blocks you know that nope okay well i like them a lot but Just, they do sound like adam sandler a little bit but anyway so so um so i'm looking through and it's because i was in in youtube and and 
I had recently watched a lot of things. I was seeing a lot of suggested music. And one of them was uh, Post Malone performing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, I didn't click on it, but I was curious about that one. Uh, but you mentioned Post Malone, and he does the auto-tuning thing. But he um, he did a song on um, on this special on Netflix. It was like a, I think it was a thing for Alzheimer's maybe um, that, that Seth Rogen and his wife put on. And uh, he did this like... I've R&B seen it. song. It's Return of the Mac. He does. Return of the Mac. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It's, it's got pretty Craig good. Robinson, the comedian, actor guy. Yes. And uh, I saw, yeah, I've seen that. It's yeah, cool. yeah so. it's pretty good. I think this Nirvana thing, I've seen him do uh, like a, a, he did uh, the Dylan song once. Uh, I've seen that, the Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Um, and he's done some other stuff. But uh, this Nirvana thing, he's, I, God, I was like, dude, I don't know why you're ever using autotune. You got a good rock and roll voice. You should, uh, should try to go that route a little bit. But, well, uh, I think he is. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's good. I hope he does, because I, I think it's a, a good direction. And I know he's made shit tons of money. I saw it, there was a uh, something where they showed how he wrote circles, and he did this like a beginning thing where he's doing it with an acoustic guitar, and it's very stripped down, like way stripped down, like you know three chords, and him just you know kind of noodling kind of thing. And then uh, they bring it all the way up to the to the version with all the auto tune and all that shit on it, and uh, it was cool to see. Right. Uh, you know the, the whole process that he goes through. Uh, supposedly stole part of circles. I don't understand exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't how that works exactly, but that's definitely worth watching. I also saw the uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name, um, Miley Cyrus, doing the Pink Floyd song. Uh, did you see that? Uh, Wish you were here. I think it is. Yeah, is it? I did. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. She's. I think she's got a helpful voice. I, listen, I, I do too, and uh, is Susie? She hates. She hates Miley Cyrus. She hates Miley Cyrus. Like, no, no, like really, like. Like it's she hates she her hates voice it. or she hates her personally oh, oh, everything about her okay just, I, well I, you know what I don't want to speak for her I just don't bring I try not to bring her up uh, so much so that she thinks that I love her and think that she's amazing and great I think that she's I think she's got a pretty good voice and she's pretty talented and that's it uh, you know as far as anything else I don't care I don't I really should, care you know I think we should probably call this episode Miley Cyrus <laughs> <laughs> you don't you call it whatever you want that's your job you do that all the time I just show up and Oh, shit, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I did see that, but I wasn't that interested in it. Again, I, I saw, I was like, oh, this is shot fairly well. Like, I'm curious where Campfire this is shot. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious where that guitarist is. Are they in the same room? Are they performing together? I can't remember if there was just two shots, you know, like it, it a was, wide shot of both of them. I don't think so. I think they're separate, it seemed like. Um which is a little weird. I saw the Rolling Stones thing when they were all in their yeah, separate locations. Yeah, I haven't seen the Rolling Stones thing. Yeah. It was okay. Um, you know, there's still... I mean, actually, it, it, was, it was really good, consider, all things considering. Um, I, I shouldn't say it was okay, because... I've, I've seen them before, and I've heard them sound really awful. And um, I think, given the fact that they're all as... as uh, as old as they are, getting on in the years and all of that, they they did a pretty good job. And uh, I think that uh, Paul McCartney's full of shit. <laughs> He's out this week saying that uh, the Beatles were yes, they were better than the Rolling Stones. I'm like, I, I, to me, that's always such a weird, a weird 
propositions. It's a weird thing when people come up with that. Um, because you know obviously the rolling stones have been around for decades uh you know for 50 years and the beatles were such a flash in the pan short-lived thing that uh you know when they they were gone in the 60s it's weird to try to say okay which one's supposed to be better oh i don't know it's, i don't know it's, it just seems like a weird weird combination of uh trying to come up with an answer for that although that's one of those questions that comes up a lot with people but i don't know they're different that's what i would say they're just different they have their own different thing that uh, is coming along so uh you've been out doing the running and uh you said you're yeah i mean i i've been doing this four week strength workout upper and lower body full body workouts a lot of like deadlifts and i mean i i only have uh 20 pound weights dumbbells Ten sixes and fives. So you know, usually I have the six as my small, ten as my medium, twenty as my. But today I just stuck with the medium and the and the heavy. But uh, but I haven't been running every day. But I'll, I'll run probably a minimum of three days a week, but sometimes four. Yeah. And uh, the four week strength program is three or four days a week, and I just started today was day one of week three. It feels like it's going quickly and feels like I started forever ago. Uh, and there are times that I really can feel it in my body. And I wake up achy and like, and I'm doing this pre and post stretch workout, mm -hmm. you know, and 10 minutes in before, 10 minutes after. And like after we finish up here in, in about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'll, uh, I'll go for a run or walk. I want to make sure I get in at least 12,000 steps, but it's usually higher than that. I don't, even if I have to walk in the rain. If you were going downstairs for 12,000 steps, would that count? Would that? Would when you say difference? going downstairs for 12,000 steps? Well, say you found some long staircase and you could just go go down the stairs instead of ever turning around and going up. You're just walking down steps. Uh, well, I, I mean, I would today I, I was in the car for about three hours round trip. I mean, I got out of the car in between my stops. And uh, I have video to support this. I went up a up and down a uh, a fire escape staircase that had 20 steps, pretty steep. Now, I haven't checked my health app to see how many f flights I climbed, mm -hmm. but I would say that it should be at least nine flights. But again, I don't know how the f iPhone calculates steps and inclines and, you know, how many, I don't know. So, uh, so those counted. I probably got a uh, good, uh, you know, 400 steps. Well, that's good. I used to, I uh, knew this guy that uh, he used to uh, carry. He had running shoes in his vehicle all the time, and his his uh, was set to get out and do stuff. And he used to uh, so he could sneak miles in. He would uh, when he was out with his family and they were going places. Uh, he would have his wife drop him off like five miles from their house, and he, she would just continue with the kids to go home, and he would jump out and run home, stuff like that, which. Uh, I thought it was kind of creative. So ways to. I, I've throw some I've stuff done in. laps in the pool house downstairs, uh, gone just in circles, right inside. Uh, you know, it's I've probably done up to about three and a half, four miles inside, inside the in the loop in the pool house loop. Just in a small loop. I mean, it's a tiny loop. Maybe it's like twenty steps all the way around. Like I go around the spiral staircase and then <laughs> to the end and. <laughs> Why would it's you? It's kind of ridiculous, but I mean, it's been a little cold and rainy here. Okay. 
So I'm like, meh, I don't want to go. Just want to do. Well, okay, all right. I was just, I was gonna say why. I, I and I've seen some people that are doing stuff that where they feel like, for whatever reason, they don't want to. They don't want to get out and go up and down the street. I we still there's a lot of walkers. Uh, I prefer uh, being outside. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But at the same time, I've become obsessed with getting a certain number of steps. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly. I, I don't. I have the thing on my watch, and occasionally it pops up and tells me I, I did something right. But uh, I don't always, well, I guess, pay attention to it. My health insurance company uh, gives me a dollar a day that I meet my steps goal, which they create based on what my steps had been in the previous days or weeks. Now they'll only give you up to a hundred dollars, and that that reward comes in the form of an Amazon gift card. So I, today I probably, up from the beginning of the year, I probably have 56. And I've probably gotten like 35 of those since like stay at home. Hmm. It's interesting the way they do it. Well, they do it. I, I mean, I know why they do it. I mean, it's just the whole idea is they're, they're trying to get people to be healthier. Yeah. You know, well, obviously, you know. And, and, and so my dad, if he had, you know, he's He's 71, and he doesn't necessarily take a lot of steps at all. And if he was on the insurance, I bet you my goal, my step goal right now is 12,000 12, steps every day. Now, there had been days this year, earlier in the year, where it was closer to 7,000. Um, on average, it's usually around 10. But for my dad, it would probably be closer to like three or 4,000 if he had, you know, only in the sense that it would show on his phone or tracking, whatever, that he's not coming close to that goal. So, but you you actually actively have to have some sort of pedometer of some sort, yeah. whether that be a watch, a Fitbit, whatever the case may be. But they're pretty much giving those away too these days. Depending yeah, on you sure. know if you, if you have uh, like those uh, Android versions, some of those are yeah, pretty inexpensive. Yeah. So, do your parents are they? Do you think they're? Uh, are, are they more worried about it? Uh, than you think a, a younger person would be, or do they express like uh, where's well, their level? Uh, my dad, my dad is taking it very seriously. Uh, he knows he knows of three people who have died and contracted right. COVID nineteen and died. So I think I told you his friend. I've talked about it on here. Al Petroselli, seventy three years old, healthy guy, runner. I think he had even run, you know, toward the end. You know, like um, and he he contracted it. And I think it was like less than 12 days that he passed away. Uh-huh. There's another guy he knows, maybe, um, so they were firefighters together, that first guy. The next guy, I don't know if they were on the corrections department together or something. Uh, and then the last guy, another firefighter, that guy's my dad's age in his 70s. Um, that guy's son is in his early 40s, married, young kid, school teacher. I don't know his health at all. Apparently, that guy contracted it four weeks, died. Hmm. So I think, I think for people that live in a place where you there's zero one, you know, zero to like two degrees of separation of someone dying, particularly someone under the age of fifty, right? It hits you differently. Oh sure, yeah. Right, like now all of a sudden it becomes personal, right? And I, I don't necessarily think that. 
I, I would be surprised, even if someone thought it was a hoax, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're an extreme conspiracy theorist and it's a hoax, but my, you know, you might not believe it was real and call bullshit. But I don't know that that's where my, that's not where my head would go if I lost a loved one. I, <laughs> yeah. I only know one, uh, well, I, I know of a couple people, I guess, now that I think about it. I told you about the one guy that, uh, and, you know, he, like, he wasn't a friend, but I mean, a local person that I know. Um, he smoked like crazy. He was 63 and uh, had been a lifelong smoker. And I think yeah, just about if he would have got uh, just about anything serious, you know, it, it, you know, any kind of a serious illness, he would have been in much worse. Uh, his chances were much worse than anybody, to, you know, whether it had been just the regular flu or, you know, who knows, wh- whatever. Um and if you, I know that I've had friends that have been smokers that not, you know, prior to all this stuff, and they have been surprised when they get into the hospital, how seriously the hospitals address smoking these days. You know, when somebody gets in the hospital and you, they say, "Are you a smoker? Were you a smoker?" They take um, a lot more precautions for somebody if they are a smoker, right. because the, you know it's not good, but. Uh, I guess as long as you put that stuff behind you a ways and uh, stay away from it, you're better off. So. I, again, it was my dad had called me last week uh, about the younger guy, the 42 year old guy or whatever, the passing away. He was very somber mm-hmm. you know, about it, and, and he, you know, he, and he's and like he'll always tell me to be careful. Yeah, going anywhere, or whatever. So, uh, and my mom, I don't know, similar, I guess. But not as doesn't seem as I, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it a lot. You know, it gets to that point where every time I talk to someone, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not ignoring it. It's just yeah. Well, you know, you'd have to live under a rock not to know it exists that it's a thing. And if you live in the New York area, there's a good possibility you know someone directly. You know, again, I knew I knew of the guy, the 52 year old art director, but I didn't know the guy. Like I wasn't friends with him. You know, I only found out that he had passed away. You know, I met him once, and I only found out that he had passed away because, you know, a friend of mine happened to work on a job with him, and he's in a group text with a bunch of people, and they shared it in there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were on Facebook, it's possible I would have been friends with someone on Facebook that would have posted about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there are other people that would have been in that guy's union or knew the guy, whatever. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that I'm not on Facebook, right? Because uh, I. I don't want to see those types of stories and look at every single one as a reality, whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, someone running a marathon in their backyard or, you know, I'm fine with feel good stories and the ridiculousness of it all. And OK, great. But a lot of it's anecdotal. But like I said, when when it, when something hits home and hits you personally, you I think you look at it differently. Sure. Yeah, it makes you know, sense. It's, you know, because you think, you think about it, it's like, all right, well, if this thing didn't exist or if we you know, had a, you know, jumped on it differently or, uh, you know, maybe you could have avoided that death, right? I don't know. I don't know what people's philosophy, I don't even know what my philosophy is with, with life, death, and how things work and why things happen or if it even matters. Mm-hmm. Because the day that I die, it's like, I don't expect that I will know that I have died. It's going to impact the people around me more than it will impact me. That's true. I believe, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it just ends like it's just done. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got a few questions about the the kids. Well, for me, Cameron, I think I told you that he got into Boston College and like uh, uh, like three other schools. Yes, and uh, so he is uh, he's wants to go to Boston College. 
So uh, made a down payment today, you know, like a non-refundable down payment. Right. Um, it's like 500 bucks. And so, however, he has been talking to his mom and I that if things are the way they are now, uh, come August, or there's a postponement to start school, uh, he will consider deferring. Hmm. Right. So whatever okay. the deferment deadline is. Right. Uh, for a year. Uh, and I think you're allowed to do that if you put down your deposit. And I think that the colleges are going to have to do something about this. Yeah, I would guess. And, you know, and that, that, that they're going to be mindful of this. Because if, if it's an online learning thing, why would you want to go and start your college experience? That way, pay all that money, or have your parents pay all that money. Yeah, Purdue, so, Purdue University. Did you see that they just uh, yesterday, I no. believe it was Purdue, uh, yeah. Big Ten University, uh, said we uh, in their uh, their humble opinion that the threat to um, students was so infinitesimally. No, that's not the word they used because they would know how to pronounce that. Very small, less than one percent uh, uh, chance that you're going to uh, have any kind of an issue at that age in that age group, and they're going to have face to face, full on classes. Starting when? In normal, just like normal. In oh, August. you mean for, to start the new semester? Start, start the new like semester. Like the fall semester. August or whatever, September, right. whenever it would start, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So, that, that's so, rare, I think. You're going to have a lot of schools that won't take that approach, but I thought yeah. that was bold. <laughs> now, what about what about you, um, uh, your situation over there with the kids, particularly Tori and, and her um, shenanigans of... Yeah, Tori's uh, still locked down and locked down. Did you get a job? Did you find a job? No, she has not. Uh, she was supposed to be going today with her with her brother to uh, to uh, check that out. She did uh, go with her brother to work today, so that uh, she she got drug out to that. I haven't, I haven't gotten the report on that to know exactly how, what's how going on. How is her? Uh, so so I mean, just as a reminder, if if this, someone is listening for the first time, Collins' uh, older daughter. Um, Tori, is she 16, right? Yes. 16, but a junior? A junior, is that right? Will be a senior, yes. Right, right. And uh, she wasn't really up front with you and your wife, Rachel, with her mom? Lied through her teeth. And what's that? She lied through her teeth. Okay, yeah, it was, okay, more than not up front. She outwardly lied, met up with a friend, the whole thing. The mom was mindful of the whole social distancing this and that whatever. You guys just said, okay, let her sleep over. And then the next time she went over, it was a whole ruse where Holy it was yeah. old school. Like, you know, her mom thinks that she's texting the the mom. But in fact, Tori got all sneaky and changed the phone number to be, you know, you know the name to the, to the daughter's phone number her friend's phone yep. number and now all along your wife is texting not the mom but the daughter and the mom works shift work overnight and so it became a whole thing with a lot more girls and yep. friends bueller you, bueller yeah exactly right so so now you told me you you told us that uh uh, her her older brother, the Trump supporting uh, rifle guy, but yes. not, but not a bad kid who has a semi and he's a drives a tractor trailer. Took her, picked her up at like four o'clock in the morning because rather than punish, let's really give it to her and and took her out to find a job and like waited for her and made sure that she filled out the stuff and and the whole thing. And even though her phone was taken away, right? Am I getting it right? You that got it right. Listened? Yeah, that's all. But I actually yeah. listened to, for once. Yes. All right. So now. 
Now, she's um, she doesn't take kindly to any sort of punishment whatsoever, right? That is correct. Right. She does not react well. Right. Right. It's the end of the world, and you guys suck. You're terrible parents, terrible people. Yes. How dare you? I'm, right, yes. I'm filling in the blanks here. You're doing okay. wrong. So, so now, now that she's in this situation, how has the last week or so been in terms of has, where she been spending time? Is how's the school situation and getting work done? What kind of acting out, if any? Like, how does one kid do this during this time? She is. Uh, I, I said, there's accepting, there's suffering, and there's resisting. Uh, she has uh, been mostly resisting. Uh, a little bit of acceptance starting to come along that uh, she's uh, she's made her bed. Now she has to lay in it. So um, although she doesn't like to make her bed, uh, no, she's uh, yeah, she's she's uh, been a been a handful, been a lot of work, and she's uh, the last week has been I think pretty hard on her. She's lost all phone privileges, all of her. Uh, streaks, all of her, all that, all that stuff that all the world of Snapchatting, all the world, world of communication with friends, uh, came to a screeching halt, which uh, she about lost her her mind over. She was um, literally crying and begging and um, just you know trying to pull out every every comical uh, buzzword that she could to try to. She's like that went through a, a large explanation of how. She had a really bad case of anxiety, and uh, and she was b- becoming anxious, depressed, and that she was uh, also uh, starting to get um, panic attacks because she didn't have her phone, uh, and she was trying to you know try to push every every little buzzword and button that she could to try to get somebody to pay attention to her and just go, okay, go have a panic attack then, um, have fun with that. If you're having a panic attack, have fun with that. I hope it's not too scary. If it does get scary, I guess that's too fucking bad. Um, so um, yeah, um, she's <laughs> overall uh, pre-COVID nineteen sixteen-year-old Tori. Yes. Do you and Rachel ever have moments where you can actually get her to smile, laugh, and actually be present with the family directly? It's it's hard with her. It is. She's now since all of this has gone on, the more separation she has gotten from her phone, the more engaged she's been. And I don't think there was there was a period where she was doing it just to see if she could um, maybe do it for a while, testing the waters to see if she could get her phone back quicker. Uh, that certainly went on, but um, she's actually now gotten to the point where she's starting to do that. So. Um, we are committed to the idea, and we've told her this, that as soon as things uh, lighten up and uh, are less tight, that we're going to get her to uh, in front of a uh, child psychologist, uh, somebody who's going to talk to her about um, a lot of things, and just uh, somebody, sure. uh, third sure. party, somebody she can, uh, a therapist that she can right. work some things out. And we've also put it on the table that we're going to probably um, see if the therapist thinks maybe she needs. Maybe she needs uh, an antidepressant. Maybe she needs, uh, you know, Ritalin or something. Or maybe it's a ADD. Maybe HDD. Maybe it's some sort of ODD, IDD. I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. lot right. of acronyms. So, but so does she? Um, do you ever see glimpses of the of the, of the little kid that you once knew? Yeah, occasionally. You do. You do. Occasionally. And, yeah. and and what about the? Um, 
So, uh, what's the other one? Oh, does she have a happy place? Like, you know, my Cameron, my son Cameron, he plays guitar and he'll whittle. He's, he's been sculpting little things. Soap and then cedar and now a different type of wood that's meant for sculpting. Like, does she have, like, a, a, a something that she turns to that's a little bit meditative? I'm curious. Not as not like you would you would hope. She's, for, she's so just... So hanging out with really bad kids. That's hang, her happy space. Uh, yes, and, she, and you know, the, the, the phone thing. She's just been into that uh, so much that uh, it's been, you know, crazy. And I've, I've, like, suggested a few times, you know, um, I said, I, like, uh, okay, I've i've got all uh, I've, you can come in and get on the macbook pro and look at any of the uh, any of the adobe products like an example if you want to like learn how to do you know video editing or if you want to mm-hmm. you know right. do you know mess with photoshop or illustrator or something like that mm-hmm. you know you can do that she's like no i don't have any interest no inner interest in things like that so she's mm-hmm. she's right now um she will be uh when she does attend college because of her grades uh, just complete shit. Um, she's going to have to go to junior college, uh, community college somewhere, and, and work her way towards if she decides to uh, to be a, uh, a four year student at, at any point in her life. That's going to come with uh, you know that sort of path. Uh, her little sister, who's a couple years younger than her, she knows that she's like a straight A student, and she's, uh, you know, as far as intelligence level goes, I don't think that there's you know any difference between the two. I don't think sure. you know, it's, the, just, it's just it's the the direction and the attitude and that sort of thing and all that, all those things that. Uh, you hope don't go sideways, but with some people that happens. And well, you talked about the happy place. I've seen interviews with, um, like, a, you'll see somebody like guitarist or something. They'll say, "I quit school when I was 14, and all I wanted yep, to do yep. was play guitar." Right. But right, right. They also had crazy skill, you know. At some point, um, right. I saw an interview with. I think it was the guy from Radiohead. Uh, what's his name? The guitar player just got a signature guitar from Fender. Uh, done for him i can't remember the guy's name the, the dude the place guitar anyway he was like one of those guys that was like you know, no interest in school just none just all it was was guitar guitar yeah so if you've got that thing that's cool but um she's just yeah um none of that so it's still a work in progress although i, I think she's she's made some some strides made some improvement in attitude wise and i'm, I'm not, i don't right. y- you want to believe that as a parent, you know, so that uh-huh. kind of clouds your judgment sometimes because, you, like you said, you see that uh, that six-year-old or that eight-year-old kid, you know, that's in them, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a weird clunky time when they when they're that age because that is what's inside them. But there's this weird, you know, thing that's thrown on top of them. Go be an adult now. Or well, who knows? I mean, I I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know what it would be like to be a teenager now. I mean, I think there's so much information, oh, yeah. so much coming your way. Yeah, like I've. You know, Cameron's pretty good right now. You know, he's getting out of his room more. He's going down into the basement. You know, he and I organized and cleaned up to have at least you're able to walk into the basement, like the the playroom side that used to be their playroom. So he actually, that's where he does his, like, sculpting and whittling, you know. Um, But at least he gets out of his room that he's in probably 75% of the time. Nice. It's ridiculous, you know. Uh, sometimes playing guitar, sometimes maybe playing a video game or watching TV, but doing schoolwork. He comes out to eat. Every now and again, he'll come out to work out. 
on his own, do his own thing, go for a walk, whatever, cool. But mostly in there. But now he's spending a little bit more time in the basement. And and that will take time because it's a meticulous thing. Now, Kylie, on the other hand, she seems to stay up late. She's on TikTok. She's on social media. She's uh, going to be 16 in June. She's a sophomore. She'll be a junior. So she... Um, and I think I told you that a lot of times she watches The Simpsons, and she's on, like, season five or six of The Simpsons. Nice. And uh, it's fascinating. She sits there, and she watches it mindlessly. I have not seen her even crack a smile. I will walk by, and because she's in the early seasons from when I was, like, in college and post-college, and I used to watch it religiously, I'll see something, and I'll remember the joke. I'll just laugh, and I just chuckle and whatever. Nothing. Nothing. The other day, yesterday, last night, I you know I told you I was gonna looking forward to that Beastie Boys movie, the mm-hmm. Spike Jones directed live documentary where it's Adam Horowitz, uh, Ad Rock, and uh, Mike Michael Diamond, Mike D, on stage at a theater in Los Angeles projecting stuff behind them and it's like they're both on the mic going back and forth telling these stories. It's kind of like the Beastie Boys book, but it's abbreviated. And it's great. And, and one of the things that... Now, I had watched this with Susie. We watched it remotely. We sync things up. The audio wasn't perfect, but whatever. We get through it. And, you know, we're both of an age that we really like the Beastie Boys. And, uh, and there were a couple of things that I had forgotten, even though I, I had read the Beastie Boys book. And one of those things is at one point... Uh, I don't know if you remember Adam Yauch. You were a Beastie Boys guy, and you were in radio back then in the 90s, right? Yes. Yeah, so Adam Yauch started... Directing some of their music videos, so Spike Jones directed Sabotage, which was big, whatever. But he started doing stuff too, and his he created a fake character called Nathaniel Hornblower, and they said it was Adam Yauch's Swedish uncle, and he was wearing like these like suspenders and these shorts, and he, he and he had this dumb big red mustache and wig and hat, and he talked like this, and he and he and it was ridiculous character. So they showed a clip from, and I had to show Cameron this. I said, Cameron, do you know the Beastie Boys? Well, he's like, kind of, but not really. So I was, I don't know how it popped in my head. I'm sitting at the inside the house, at the dining room table, showing Cameron Nathaniel Hornblower at the Music Video Awards, the MTV Music Video Awards, back from like 1994, I think. And Spike Jones was up for a, you know, best director music video that year. But they lost, and it, I was like, huh. He lost to the REM video, Everybody Hurts. And Adam Yauch, as Nathaniel Hornblower, comes up to the stage very quietly and calmly, gets to the podium before Michael Stipe and the maybe the woman who directed the video, gets on the mic, and he's like, this is a travesty. I am not the, Spike Johnson. I'm a little boy, I think. He's like, I am Swedish. He, his accent was so bad, he said, I am Swedish. And, and he's like, this is a total farce. And Cameron's laughing, and I'm watching. And Kylie's in the, in the kitchen while I'm showing this to her. And she walks in, and she's shaking her shoulders, and she's like mock laughing, but genuine laugh at the same time. She's laughing at me. And she took video of me where it's like, Cameron and I sitting down next to one another, and I'm holding my phone up, and then she zooms in digitally to my face as I'm watching it, and I swear to God, it was like, she laughed harder for her making fun of me than she has for one episode of The Simpsons, and I watched it, and I have to tell you, it's a good thing I'm working out and I'm not depressed, because if Kylie's your documentarian, you are killing yourself. (laughs) 
that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.